Hey guys! Hey y'all! Welcome back to the Still Living on the Dance Floor podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Chandler. And we're back for episode four, Stealing the Show. Very chaotic. So, yeah, I, before we like dive into this, I just want to do a little like check-in. Are we doing okay? How is everyone during this crazy time? Because I'm a little, I'm stressed out. This episode is very overstimulating. Very. Like, I didn't really need to watch this right now, but glad I did. I also think, I have a, think, a very 2012 story about this episode. So, when I first discovered Dance Moms, it was the fall of 2011, and I think at that point, they were later in the season. They were, like, around mm-hmm. episode eight or nine. Yeah. Um, whatever company, like, my family had cable through at the time had episodes five through nine or whatever on demand, but the first four I had to find online somewhere. And so on YouTube, someone had posted all of episodes one, two, and three, and then the first half of episode four. So I'm really just not familiar with this episode too much because it wasn't until Hulu or like someone posted the rest of episode four, like years later, that I even saw the actual fight. I just Mm -hmm. knew of this infamous fight because of the way that it's handled in the future. So I feel very like discombobulated with this episode because I knew the first half really well and then the second half I've seen maybe three times. And it like hits you like a bus. Yes. Like the bus they take to competitions. Or in this case, the elite limo. The luxury transportation. (laughs) It's like they get money from three episodes and she knows where to put that money. (laughs) She said, bus driver Jim, you're fired. Fired. We need a chauffeur. You're not welcome back here. But anyway, we get to Pyramid, first thing. And, I mean, honestly, everyone's smiling. Everybody is happy. Brooke is smiling. We literally paused it and looked at each other and gasped. We were like, what? What is going on? It's the remix. It is the remix. Also, she did a reveal this time. Has she done that in the other episodes where she flipped the chalkboard around? No, we're moving up in the world. Very dramatic. Next thing you know, we'll be on a mirror. Oh, with magnets. Stickers concept um yeah I remember I was watching pyramid and I was just like wow it's truly all downhill from here Abby starts the episode she's clapping she's so proud of Mm -hmm. them everyone is smiling they're like you've done a great job Brooke is on top of the pyramid Kelly finally got what she wanted after Mm -hmm. all of last week's drama she didn't even comment on the fact that Brooke was on the top of the pyramid did you notice that they didn't talk about the pyramid at all well we just got the interview with Brooke where she said it's great to be on top of the pyramid but I don't really care I don't care at all said she's back oh my god um yeah Brooke's on top of the pyramid Maddie and Chloe are in the middle and then Nia Paige Mackenzie and Vinny are consistent on the bottom row even Abby's like I don't know what to do with y'all at the bottom of this pyramid like where do I put you what do I give you but she gives everyone solos. It's solos week because they're staying close to home. And um, Melissa explains that when they stay close to home, they try to enter a lot of dances because the more times you hear, you know, Abby Lee Dance Company being announced on stage and you have all these kids placing, the better that it is for them business-wise as people who maybe want to switch studios or are looking for a studio, which, you know, Makes sense. As yeah. a business owner, you gotta you gotta get the students to get the money to keep the lights on. Yeah. So it's solos week. Yep. And so Maddie actually gets two solos this week. This which, is like the core issue of the episode. Right. So she gets a tap solo because she has a standing tap private all year. And so she gets one solo from that and then they also inserted a cry as a entry. And it makes perfect sense. 
But everyone is so pressed about it, and it's annoying. Everyone's so pressed about it, and I think the rationale makes sense that, you know, she has this other private, and so she learns a solo in that private, and so then she needs to have a place to do the solo. Right. So I think it makes sense. I think the issue becomes that it's not just about who gets to do the solos. I think it comes back to who gets to have a private in the first place. And since Mm -hmm. Melissa is in charge of all the scheduling and all the privates, it seems like a little bit like from Christy, Kelly, and Holly's perspective, a little bit of nepotism of your kid is guaranteed that standing private because you schedule the privates. So I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the second solo was, like, a metaphor for all of the underlying issues. Yeah, that's what they use it for. They were so mad about rehearsal times. They were mad about the second solo. They were mad about music not being ready. And they were all taking out on Melissa, and I kind of felt bad. It was just annoying. Yeah, I Like, did. it made... Their arguments were kind of valid, but didn't need to be repeated 5,000 times. Well, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, because before all of this even starts, the moms went to dinner, and the real villain True. of the dinner is Kathy. right. Because they're still, we're still recovering from last week's drama of Kathy driving herself to the competition with Vivi and then leaving before the group dance went. Right. And the moms are not, they're not going to let that go. Never. She's, Kathy is just telling them how it is at this dinner. She's like, I am not here to be your cheerleader. I'm here for a different reason. I don't know what that reason is other than to like get her name out. Like, is she just there for the TV show? I, yeah. But she makes it sound... they can't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> they make it sound so weird. She can't explain it. And that dinner was so awkward and weird and made everyone hate Kathy a little bit more. Yeah. Except... You get Melissa. Melissa loves Kathy. So. Melissa's in her conf- Well, no, Melissa's like sitting at the dinner, making these faces, being disgusted and annoyed, just like the other dance moms are. But then they turn around in her individual interview. She's like, eh, I, I kind of get it. She's like, I respect the bluntness. And here's the thing. I just, it really hit me while we're watching this. Melissa has really big Gretchen Wieners energy. Oh, very. And whoever's Regina just rotates. Like, right now it's Kathy. Eventually it's going to be Abby. Sometimes it's Jill. Mm-hmm. Like, she oh, just likes... Jill takes over that role completely. Yeah, she just likes to kind of, like, latch on to someone and be their number two. Yeah. Which I think speaks to deeper issues that we're probably not equipped to talk about on a podcast. Right, but... right. Yeah. Big Gretchen Wiener vibes. Big Gretchen Wiener vibes. So, after dinner... We see some, like, rehearsal time, and then they have lunch again. We get two meals. We get two whole meals. Um, I think the rehearsals were interesting, though. Um, It was cute to see all of the girls get individual time, because I don't think we'd really seen that yet. Like, Paige really hadn't had a second to herself yet. Same with Nia. Um, Vivi gets some rehearsal time. And this is – we are now four for four as far as episodes where Vivi makes it explicitly clear that she does not want to be here and she does not want to be doing she's this. She's like – her mom only has to coddle her and she's like, I don't want to dance. And mom's like, please be quiet. <laughs> she's like, please stop. Kathy's like, shh, don't say that. But Abby's like attitude towards Vivi in this episode was kind of nice. Like, I thought she, it was great. All she wanted to do was help her get away from Kathy and I wrote down that, like, the way that she was interacting with Vivi made me want to, like, take my kid to her studio. I know. If Abby could have just stayed like that. I would take my kids to season one, Abby. Yeah. Because I, I like the 
like how hard she is on the kids without making them cry in the season. They don't yeah. really cry that often it's because tough, of Abby. It's fair. Right. That goes away quick. Very. But it's nice to see it while it's lasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, with Vivi's um, rehearsal too, you see her basically like Vivi's on her own in the, what do they call it? The den? Like the little like green room. The area. den. Yeah. Yeah. So Vivi's on her own in the den with the other kids and Kathy's nowhere in sight. So Abby's like, I got to seize this opportunity. Yeah. And so Abby pulls her into rehearsal. They try on the costume, the bumblebee. And you hear Kathy's voiceover. It's fantastic cinematography. Mm-hmm. And Kathy's like, we're not doing this. I hate this dance. She's not ready for this dance. While Vivi is running the whole dance, like basically perfectly. As yeah, as- she does it fine. I don't know why Kathy just doesn't believe in Vivi. Well, and that's what Abby says. Abby's like, you need to have faith in your kid. And that goes into this whole thing of, you know, Kathy's like, we're not the same. We're colleagues. I'm not a dance mom. Blah, blah, blah. And TLDR, Kathy's still not taking the bus. No, still not taking the bus. Honestly, who said they weren't at the end? Who weren't? It was Melissa. She was like, I'm not riding the bus home. Like, did she ride home with Kathy? I bet she did. Ooh. That's the only other way she could get home. Ooh. Thought about that. But anyway. Yeah, this is like pre-lift. Very. Huh. Interesting. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Abby brings out the bat in this episode. <laughs> we see the bat for like the first Like a red time. foam bat to like hit kids' legs with. I respect it, honestly. I, just, <laughs> I mean, it's problematic. But no, for sure. I'm just like, I don't understand like the, the physics of it. Like yeah. why a bat? Yeah. I mean, this is the only season where she's, like, standing up and being near the kids. You know, the bat walked so that her throwing the chair next season could mm-hmm. run. It all goes together. <sighs> um, something else that I thought was really cute is, um, you know, Nia's doing her rehearsal. And she says in her little interview, she's like, one day I'm going to be a star. And it's really cute because I do feel like, you know, obviously Maddie has done everything with Sia. Right. But I really think Nia might be the most, like, consistently working dancer from the show. I would agree. You know, she had that whole stint on The Bolt and the Beautiful where she was on TV every day. Mm -hmm. She's doing her own music. She's going to UCLA next year, which is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. It's a freaking incredible school. Um, She was, like, a correspondent at the Olympics. She was? Yeah, and the last time there were the Winter Olympics, like... Yeah. I know. She is booking it. Interesting. And she's on those, like, Bratz, or Brat, um... Of the YouTube shows? Yeah. She's on Which that one too. is she on? I don't know. There's, like, 5,000. I don't know. But she, like, I think she's the star of one of them. And I'm just like, wow. you know what? We've come a long way from the little girl who had to buy herself a crown because she hadn't won a title yet, you know? Yeah. And it's, you, just, it's just really cute to watch her. Like, she really, I think, you know, aside from Chloe, Nia may have been treated the worst on this show. Yeah. And it just really makes me happy to watch her thrive now and be able to say, like, look what I did in spite of you, Abby. Right. Very satisfying. So Gratifying. I'll get off all my, of it. I'll get off my Nia soapbox, but I'm just... That we'll hop back really, on it really in, like, happy. every episode. Yeah. We'll just talk about Nia for five minutes. She deserves it. Um... Yeah, so we do see this little bit of, um, like, an argument between Abby and Kathy after Nia's rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's really just a kind of an argument between, like, who has the control, and you have two control freaks who 
both want to have control in the situation, and that's just not going to right. work out that way. And Abby obviously is the one who should have the control in the situation, and Kathy's being so unnecessarily difficult. So difficult. Literally so difficult. I did enjoy when Kathy was like, why do we need to take the bus together? Why do we need to arrive together? What is this, the Olympics? What? <laughs> no, your daughter is six, and you're going to a dance competition like, 30 minutes from the studio. Like, let's take this a notch down. Literally. Also, it wasn't a bus this time. I understand it was a large vehicle. Elite limousine. <laughs> but Kathy really missed out. That's what I'm going to call my car now. An elite limousine? It's the elite limousine. That's the Luxury name. transportation. <laughs> I'll get you a bumper sticker. <gasps> Thank you. You're welcome. We'll have merch available soon. Check it out. Link in bio. Also, this is just a side note. This is something that Kathy says in that argument. It makes me really uncomfortable how often the moms compare their situation of, like, being paid to be on a reality TV show to, like, being in jail. I think there's one analogy every episode. Well, because Christy said it at the beginning when they go out to dinner. She was like, it's just so nice to break out of jail dance, and get dance some jail. food. Christy <laughs> says dance jail every episode. And then Kathy's just like, Kathy's like, I don't want to take the bus. Like, I feel like I'm in elementary school. Like, what is this jail? Like, there are literally people in prison. <laughs> like, Kim, there are people dying. <laughs> Anybody who's in prison would love to have to, like, take a bus with Abby to a dance competition. Right. Bus driver gym. They don't have that. They have one of their inmates. Oh my god. Plot twist. Every competition, a kid drives the bus. That's a concept. Kim <laughs> McKenzie, go off. <laughs> it's like, whose turn is it? Let's drive to New Jersey. Oh my god. I let it happen. Oh my god. That's why you shouldn't come to my dance studio. Oh my god. <laughs> like, it's well, so then Christy decides that the team needs to be more united. So she, I imagine, caters this lunch that looks so good. It's a solid lunch. It is like chicken salad sandwiches on croissants with red wine and lemonade. <laughs> like, we, we love a ladies who lunch and drink red wine in the middle of the day. On a white tablecloth table that I think is a fold-out table because that table was not there in like the first episode when they were at her house talking about Cheerios on the floor yeah I think the I like I really just liked the aesthetics of her house too like it was like it was very light and airy and then they had this pretty um pretty lunch and they all looked really nice and just it had big like rich people having like a luncheon day vibes which we hadn't seen on the show yet right but basically, you know, things kind of get a little contentious at the lunch. Mm-hmm. They, of course, bring up the two solos that Maddie has to Melissa. And Melissa's like, shut up. Yeah. And I mean, Christy's just like. She's not giving it the up. The hill she is going to die on is these is Maddie having two solos. Mm-hmm. And so she asked Melissa to pull one of them. And Melissa's like, I'll talk to Abby. Right. Which I won't. Like no. My kid's doing two solos. And Holly's like, it just feels, like, wrong to do two solos. They're trying so hard to be nice, and it just... Not, the conversation didn't have an end. It never did. It, no, there was no resolution. Didn't. No, they lit it, the scene just ended. It was kind of unnecessary. I'm like, just move on. I... Yeah, I also think, too, like... I think from Melissa's perspective, if you took all of the, like interpersonal relationships out of it like Melissa pays for her to have this private 
So, of course, she's going to get a solo out of it. Like, that's the thing that you're paying for. Right. So, that'd be, like, a waste of money. Right. To not do this tap solo. Also, like, we... The other thing that really bothered me about this is that if you... When you get to the competition, if you just look in the background, you see kids in all of these different costumes that are dances we recognize from being used later or having been done mm-hmm. before. So clearly there's other dances going on that aren't just the dances on that the show is showing you. Like we see yeah. we see the um like one of the kids is wearing the costume for the James Bond number. We see Maddie is wearing one of her costumes for a duet she does with Chloe. So clearly there's more than just these dances going on. So I don't even think it's necessarily fair for us to just talk about the dances on the show because that's just not what was happening in real life but they're gonna make all this fake drama about it and then the kids are gonna cry at the end it's just it's so sad it's unnecessary (sighs) like literally your kids doing like five dances please shut up right but so they finished lunch there was no resolution and then we get to see the elite limo (laughs) (laughs) the elite limo everything just seems chaotic like you've got Abby with half of her hair in curlers. The bus leaves. She's taking attendance while they're literally driving on the road. Like, <laughs> they're like halfway do? there. She's like, everyone here? <laughs> and then she goes, Vivi. <laughs> Vivi. <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. No one. No one. And then it's, they pan to Kathy and Vivi in the car. And it's the same clip that's been used in every single episode. Yes. It's the same conversation. It's the same costume that Vivi's wearing. Her eyelashes and she has like lip gloss all over her face. She has the cold still. You can hear the nasal <laughs> in her voice. That poor kid. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, but we get there. We see a pan over the screen of them making it clear that Kathy and Vivi were 55 minutes late. Mm-hmm. She comes in with, like, giant sunglasses on and, like, five bags. Yeah. For Vivi's one. So... <laughs> But I think I think the reason that this episode, one of the reasons this episode felt so overstimulating was that there was the be the first half of the episode is them having the same fight like three times, and then the second part is them having what seven dances, awards, and a major confrontation to show. Right. So it's just so much to pack into the second half of the episode. Mm-hmm. And how many times did we see those kids run up and down that hallway to their so mother? Many times. <laughs> 20 shots of the same thing of them running after a dance and then every after every dance you'd see a mom leave the auditorium like very fast like have to go get their kid ready for five other dances right so the episode moves very quickly lots of dances happening costumes flying but that kind of feels like the most authentic like thinking back to my days and like rehearsals and um like, talent shows and things yeah. like that. That's what it was. Like, the parents never got to just sit in the audience and right. show. Because it was always, like, boom, boom, boom. Like, one routine, next routine, next number, mm-hmm. you know? So, so, we see... The first solo up is Maddie's tap, right? Yes. Yeah, so, we see Maddie's tap. I thought it was cute. It was cute. It was very good. It was a age-appropriate tap solo. I think she has worn that costume in other dances that I've seen on, like, YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure she's known this dance for a while, like all the other dances that they do in this first season. But um, it was cute. It definitely deserved to win something. Yeah. Like... I don't know much about tap. Like, me neither. So I think it's just really impressive in general. Yeah. The tap sounded clear. As <laughs> <laughs> I do watch a lot of So You Think You Can Dance. I'm really channeling my inner Nigel Lithgow. <laughs> 
the taps were clear. I thought it was cute. I also really liked, I liked the costume. Like, it worked really well because it was so sparkly and it just, like, the light hitting it worked really well. She looked really cute. We're big fans of the solo, apparently. I really like the solo. I also think, well, especially because so much of the past couple episodes have been, like, oh, this was a hot mess or, like, oh, this was, this is not appropriate. It was just kind of nice to see, to not be stressed out while the kids were doing Right. I agree. Um, then we get to see Mackenzie's first solo This ever. is my favorite thing it ever. Was so cute. This is, oh, we didn't even talk about how this is the episode where Mackenzie says, I just want to stay home and eat chips. <sighs> we fully skipped over that. We, we apologize. Got, we got such good content from Mackenzie in this episode. It's the first time, has this the, other than the talking head interviews with Maddie, is this the first time we see Mackenzie by herself talking? I think so. That's so cute. And I think it's great because, I mean, some of the other um, interviews feel a little forced or scripted. <laughs> cough, Maddie, cough. But <laughs> Mackenzie's are... She says whatever she wants. She's clearly, she's just, she's six years old. Yeah. And she just, you know, she just doesn't want to be on Broadway. She just wants just to stay home and eat chips. And that is okay. And I'm here for it. Live your life, girl. But this solo was so cute. She had a full body unitard silver mouse costume with a tail. Mm-hmm. And it was just cute. It was so she cute. She rolled around on stage. She does say that the tail's a little long. It gets in the way of some of the tricks. But she didn't let that affect her. She covered She killed it. it. She did a great job. So after Mackenzie's solo, we have a Brooke solo. Like a classic afro. We see like 20 seconds of it. It's... Pretty. She has a pretty costume. She like ruins her neck. Poor <laughs> girl gets like basically like rug burn, but it's from tape because she's doing a chin stand. And also, I this isn't Brooke's fault, but that move is so ugly. I don't know why you would put it in a dance. It just like is so forced. Like you can't make that graceful. Yeah, like, she's it's choppy because she's doing what like a chin stand. Is that what it's called? Like a chin stand. It's like an extra bent chin stand where her feet almost hit the floor yeah and then she her neck. has to use her hands and rotate herself around 360 degrees and it just like she's like a she's spinning on her neck like literally how could that go well it can't stressed out and it poor girl but i like her um her costume reminded me of tinkerbell it was pretty it was yeah that's like my favorite color of green right now so i appreciated it yeah i thought she did great um then we have a nia Solo in the style of Cuban jazz is what it was labeled as. Like, oh what? All right, back on my Nia soapbox for a second. We're back. We're back. Don't worry. Um, I I also think this the timing of this is interesting that we're talking about this because I don't know how much you followed, um, you know, a lot of um, black cast members coming forward about mm-hmm. racism. Yeah, I've seen a few you know, videos. Abby has inflicted on them. Yeah. Um, and I think Abby's whole thing is like, She's like, well, you're not white, and therefore you can do all ethnic dances. Right. And this is the first time we see this from her. So. And then it's all we get from her, basically, when it comes to Nia. Right. Like, Nia is black, but she's doing a Cuban dance. And has, like, a very colorful costume on, and it just... Something doesn't sit right with it. Like, I literally just watched an episode in season six where she did the same thing, talking to Nakaya on (sighs) Kathy's team. Oh, and it's just so wrong. Girl. We'll get there. But that poor girl. <laughs> but in the solo that Nia did, it was fine. Honestly, good for Nia. I thought it was I, great. Yeah, I mean, obviously her like legs were bent and everything, but... Yeah, no, I mean, she looked like she had fun. Yeah, she is, remembered it. She remembered it. The, oh my god, the hug. 
between her and Holly at the end. She runs down that hallway. She leaps into Holly's arm. Holly catches her. They have a big hug. Holly's like, I'm so proud of you. It was so wholesome. It, it was really so was. good. I love Holly. Um, then we have... Then we have Vivi, actually. Vivi does her solo. The Bumblebee solo. And... We what? have Kathy's in the audience this time. Yeah, there's a voiceover right when Vivi starts it, and she's like, Vivi looks so cute. Like, I really like this dance. And then it shows Kathy in the audience watching Vivi dance, and she is, like, disgusted. She looks angry, actively just, like, pissed off. <laughs> and whenever Vivi um, finishes, she's talking to her, and she's like, you danced eight counts ahead of the music, didn't you? And Vivi's like, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's what... That face was coming from. She was just wrong the entire dance. Well, and then she kind of slips. Um, she does fall on a shimmy. Very complicated move. <laughs> I understand. It's, like, dangerous. Oh, yikes. So, and I just, I feel really bad for Vivi because you're watching all of the girls, whether they did a super great job or not, you know, their moms are running and hugging them and everyone's so proud. And, I mean, literally, Melissa does it with Kenzie and Natty. Yeah. You know, Kelly's hugging her kids. Christy's hugging Kelly's kids. Like, it's a big, like, love fest. Everyone's so proud of each other. And then Vivi comes up and, you know, Kathy's just like, you need to do better. You need to practice more. We're going to have to go home. And when we're not at Abby's studio, we need to be practicing at home to this kid who then you flashed to her <laughs> confessional. And she said, I love my mom. I don't like dancing. But my dancing makes my mom happy. So I'm going to keep dancing. This That's girl so is toxic. Six years old. That's so bad. Literally, Kathy says, I wasn't impressed with what you did today. Who says that to a six year old? She's in first grade, maybe. Who, maybe. Who says that? Whatever, Kathy. Do we, better. We paused and we liked each other. We said, only two more episodes of her being on the team. We Thank can God. do it. I don't know what's more painful, though. Like her constantly coming and trying to beat Abby or her on the team. I think for Vivi's sake, her not being on the team is Facts, because Vivi like, doesn't have to dance anymore, except she when she is a justice. human prop. <laughs> justice. Can't oh wait God. to see you. We'll oh wait. So then, <sighs> we go to Paige's solo. Which I is hate just, this. Which is just like the embodiment of like a frowning emoji. I <laughs> hate when Paige forgets her dances. It's so sad because she's so disappointed in herself. You can just, she blames herself. She blames herself. And the things that the solo was actually really good up yeah. until the point that she forgot. Yeah. Like, she comes out, she does a back tuck, she nails that, she does some aerials, she looks sassy. Her, also this whole episode, I, every time I saw her, I just thought, wow, she looks like Kit from the American Girl Dolls. That's so accurate. Because she had the little, like, blonde bob. Anyway. Yeah. Like, she looks adorable, the costume is great, but this was a whole thing where the night before the competition, it's this whole thing that Paige doesn't have her music yet. They're yeah. not rehearsing. They're in a um, like an acro class instead of all having solo rehearsal time. Abby's trying to brush it off and say, you know, why do they even need? They shouldn't even need rehearsal. So we get the that talking point for the first time, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I just I felt so bad for the kids. Like, and I think this time that she forgot her solo was especially bad. I think it was way longer that she was out there. Usually, mm-hmm. I think they make it look longer, but they're there for, like, 15 seconds mm-hmm. max. It looked like she was standing up there for a minute, doing nothing. Because she, she stood up there, and probably, like, two eight counts went by, and then they tr- she tried to do a couple other things, 
And then she stood up there for another minute. Even the MC was like, make her comfortable yeah. as she leaves the stage. I'm like, ew. And we watched this girl. She runs off the stage. She runs through that backstage area so fast. She, she can't gets find, to the auditorium. She can't find her mom. She's like running around in the outside of the auditorium area. And she has to go into the auditorium. And Kelly picks her up and carries her it's back so to the sad. dressing room. Oh, it's so sad. It's so depressing. I hate it. And this happens again in season, like, four or five. Or, no, they were not in season five. <laughs> Sorry. It just, I really can't wait until we get to the episode in season two that she wins her solo. Because <gasps> it just feels so much better than this. <laughs> this hurts. This hurts. Oh, the poor kid. And then after that, they really had to do Maddie's cry solo after that. Like, right. So this is what the really second, throw it in your face. second time we see Cry, we're going to see it, what, three more times over the course of the show? Yeah. But again, I'm not mad at it in yeah. the slightest. I know Chrissy's mad. So we watch after Kelly, after Kelly kind of calms down um, Paige, mm-hmm. the only dances we have left to watch are Maddie's Cry solo and then Chloe's solo. And um, they're in the dressing room and Maddie's already gone. Melissa's mad at Maddie because Maddie was like really stressed about her hair or something. So Maddie kind of leaves. She takes herself backstage. She's out of the picture. Yeah. Melissa says to Kenzie, okay, we got to go to the auditorium. We got to watch your sister get ready. And Christy, I guess, figured that Melissa would pull the solo, even though Melissa's told her all week, I'm not going to pull the solo. Right. So Christy's like, I can't believe this. And so she's chasing Melissa down the hallway. Through the hallway. Full of people like, Melissa, we need to talk. Melissa, we need to talk. And (laughs) Melissa turns around and says, huh? And then just keeps walking. And it's like, it's very, I don't know what actually happened. Like, I'm not sure what was edited, what was not. Yeah. But we can see there are a ton of people in that hallway. It's just not the place for that kind of conversation. Like, I don't know what Chrissy's end goal with that was, but. Plus, Maddie's already gone. Maddie's, like, on stage. <laughs> and if you think Abby's going to be okay with an MC saying, Maddie Ziegler, no, scratched. cry, scratched. You, Never. You, do you think that's going to be okay? Never. Uh, so, I don't know. I was just confused. I think something just seemed really off about Christy. I think she was drunk. I think that bottle of wine is empty. <laughs> that's just a conspiracy, though. It could be. But by the end, it, like, her... The way she's yelling makes no sense. Right. It's just, like, her being sad for herself. And I'm like, this... I feel like you wouldn't have this conversation. And I feel I feel like, too... Like, so we see Cry, and, like, Cry is fine, you know? Maddie's always fine. And then we see Chloe's solo. And the thing that really struck me was in between Maddie's solo and Chloe's solo, you see two different clips where Maddie's walking down the hallway, Chloe's walking the opposite way, Chloe stops Maddie, gives her a hug, she's like, I'm so proud of you backstage they're in their costumes they're ready getting ready to go they hug each other you see the subtitles mm-hmm. and they're like i love you so much you can see that girls are genuinely friends yeah so all of this drama really is not about them chloe clearly does not have any animosity towards no. maddie because yeah. she's getting more solos this is literally just between the moms yeah and that's so sad and that literally ruins their friendship by the end of the show yeah like none of this would have happened so so we see chloe solo I don't like this solo. I'm sorry, Chloe. It's just not good choreography. Or they tried to make it very, um, like musical. Like try to musicality. Yeah, it's stuff. very like dark and dramatic. And she's also what, like nine? Yeah. And she's in this like 
really dramatic black dress and there's no and I also think too I think it makes a difference that we never heard like the concept of any of these dances you know right. I feel like I feel like normally after they introduce the dances they're like oh you're gonna do the solo and it's gonna be about this we didn't get that so None. all we know is that the title of the solo is called mother the music is really dark and the costume is dramatic right so maybe it was a dig against Christy I'm sure it was it usually is she has another solo called, like, Not About Mother or something. Yeah. Like, literally the same concept, I'm sure. But the solo was just slow and kind of dragged on. She kept trying to hit accents in the music, and it was too slow. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just looked so unnatural. You see her wobble on a couple different steps. Yeah, she fell out of a turn at one point, and Christy was appalled. <laughs> well, and that's, the thing, that's another reason why I think something was kind of up with Christy on this, is normally... Chris, you know, we've talked about in the past couple episodes how Christy pushes Chloe yeah. really hard. But usually when you're seeing in the audience her reaction, usually she's so proud of her. She's smiling so much. She's really enjoying it. You know, she's the first to always run and hug Chloe afterwards. We see basically that same moment that Melissa had with Mackenzie and Holly had with Nia after their solos. Like, we saw that in episode two after mm-hmm. Chloe did Baby Mine, but none of that was here. You're right. I didn't even notice that. She did not get a cute clip of, like, running down the hallway. No. And so, and I mean, we didn't even see Chloe's whole dance, so I'm sure in the grand scheme of things, those two wobbles aren't really a big deal. Mm-hmm. But just, I mean, Christy looked more mad than Abby did. Yeah. Which always, and that says a lot. True. So they cut right to awards after Chloe's solo yeah. was over. And the only awards that were shown, and the only it awards that were talked about, so Chloe gets fourth overall with her solo, and then Maddie wins with Cry. And right after that, you see Paige is holding a trophy. They all have a trophy. They're all holding awards, but those are the only two that are mentioned. So I think we're supposed to kind of infer from that that nobody else did well. Right. And I'm guessing those were overall scores instead yeah. of just division, which is what they usually show anyway. Cause, but literally everyone had a trophy. So it kind of didn't make any sense. I know. Like, I just want to see little six-year-old Mackenzie get an award. Please. I feel like that would have been so cute. Please. In her mask costume. That's all we asked with her for. <laughs> she had, like, the ALDC jacket on over that costume, and she just, like, had a tail sticking out from under it. And I'm like, girl, that is a look. I bet she wears that every day. Yeah. Obviously. It's, it's a uniform. It's look. a uniform. And where is your uniform? <laughs> that TikTok. And she just comes out in that. Iconic. Because we do it. Please. <laughs> but, but we see after awards comes this horrible well, fight. So also, the fight, like right before the fight starts, Abby explicitly tells Christy twice, like, you are not going to ruin this day. Yeah, because Christy's like groaning in the audience. Abby is so happy. Mm-hmm. Like the kids are running towards her. Vibe is high. Trophies. Like the vibes are good. And they're not even like they're not even in the big hallway. I don't really think it's all that performative. I genuinely just think she was really proud of her students. Yeah. Which I guess you don't know what you got till it's gone, but like that doesn't <laughs> happen a lot later. Like on. I said, I take my kids to season one Abby and that is it. That's it. <laughs> so it just it's it really makes Christy look like she is entirely in the wrong. And that may be the editing, but there's only so much that the editing can do. Right, that fight was all Christy, I think. It really was. I mean, the kids were not upset. 
mm-hmm. about the situation. I mean, we saw Paige crying, but those are really the only tears that we saw the whole episode. It'd be one thing if we saw Chloe go to Christy and say, this was really unfair. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't see it, so that doesn't mean that it didn't happen, but I really don't think that Chloe would be acting so warmly towards Maddie the whole episode if that's what was happening. Especially because we see later right. when we have the issue with the two fa- Sapphires duet and <gasps> Chloe and Paige's duet. Like, Chloe makes it clear how she feels. Right. So, all that to say, go into this fight. This fight's horrible. It's all built up emotion from Christy about this these two solos that Maddie did and how she doesn't get enough rehearsal time and how Abby needs to address certain things and, like, talk to her. And it's making Maddie McKenzie sob, and it makes me so sad. You just see, like, you see Christy is, like, screaming and pointing and, like, larger than life, basically, with all She's, the, like, towering over everyone. Like, yeah. In their faces, screaming. And she's just... And then, literally, right in the background, you see Gianna is, like, holding Maddie so tightly as Maddie just straight up sobs into her chest. If I was that age and that happened, like, imagine your mom's best friend, like, screaming. Yeah. At your mom. Or it's like... That would be so traumatizing. It's like your best friend's mom. Yeah. Like, what... If you're Maddie and Chloe, like, what do you do the next day? (laughs) You're like, that was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) how y'all doing? How y'all doing? You remember that last night? That shit was crazy. (laughs) It just, the whole thing, it was, um, it just was a lot of yikes. It doesn't sit right. Like, it's not one of those fights that was, like, fun to watch because the moms were going crazy. It was literally Christy losing her shit. And also, you get a voiceover from Holly being like, I really, like, try to keep my emotions in check. I never address problems in front of the kids because it makes the kids feel awkward. It makes them feel self-conscious. Holly, where were you to tell the kids, out the room, girls out the room? Where were you? Where were you? I literally wrote down when she said that. I was like, Holly, thank you <laughs> for being you. Like, this whole first season, she was such a peacemaker. I mean, she stays that way through the whole series, but... Dr. Holly, so rational. Mm-hmm. And then that fight's over. It was horrible. And Kathy's left in the room. And she goes, how did I get stuck here? She's like, what? Also, Vivi was in that room, like, right next to Maddie McKenzie, no emotion. <laughs> like, that girl she was just, dead inside. Like, and Kenzie, who, I think Kenzie and Vivi were, like, decent friends. Maybe they were just friends by association because they were the so. same age. I don't think they were friends at all. But they were, like, there was a clip of them in Pyramid kind of, like, laughing with each other. I don't know. And Vivi's just, like, not even, like, putting a hand out to, like, comfort her. No. She was just, like, She's like, I'd like to leave. Girlfriend, you're on your own. And, like, Melissa is doing double duty because, like, Gianna has Maddie and is, like, consoling Maddie, who is a little bit more upset but Kenzie is sobbing and Melissa's like half trying to comfort Kenzie and also try to like continue the fight yeah she's like I have to defend myself I think Kelly takes Mackenzie at one point yeah that's bad you know Kelly's not even helping in the fight yeah when Kelly doesn't take Christy's side yeah when Kelly does not come to your defense you know you're you're wrong out of line (laughs) well because even when earlier right before Maddie goes on and Christy's in the hallway and she's so upset Kelly's like, what's going on? Christy says, you know, she's letting Maddie do the solo. She's letting her do the solo. She's, she's not like, going to pull it. Kelly Kelly laughs. She's like, oh, huh? She literally uh, says, like, oh. Uh, like, duh. She's like, are you dumb? I don't know. And it just, it's one of those things of, like, at a certain, you know, to a certain level, this is a TV show. You're acting. These are made-up situations. These wouldn't actually happen in real life. 
But those were very real emotions. So that felt too real. That it really just was a lot. It looked like you were watching trauma, like, happen. I know. Like, I literally, like, if the girls are talking about this in therapy. (sighs) Oh, God. (laughs) I don't want to go there. That's bad. I just, yeah, the whole fight was a lot. And, again, no resolution. The episode just ends with the fight. Right. So, and then what's the next episode? What was the, coming up on Dance Moms? It's the, um, it's the dance recital where they have the Broadway the agent. Dance. Oh, and the Caesar. Caesar. We see him, like, three times. I, did I, one, once upon a time, um, when my life was cool and we weren't in a pandemic, mm-hmm. I was at a Broadway show and Caesar was sitting three rows behind me. You never told me this! Yes, it was really great. It was, um... At least we know he's real. <laughs> that, um, that night was really weird because, um, it was, um, Once on this Island on Broadway and I was sitting in the front and so there's this whole, like, pre-show, um, situation going on where the doors open at 7.30 and as you're filing in, the actors are already on stage doing a whole pre-show thing and so Alex Newell of Glee fame was in the corner where my seat was and he was making in character he was making plantains as his pre-show ritual and I was sitting there watching Alex Newell make plantains and it was absolutely fabulous and then (laughs) Caesar was sitting two rows behind me and I was like what is going on (laughs) I don't know what I'd do in that situation I think I'd would have asked for an autograph, and he'd be like, what? He'd be like, listen, it's a personal thing. <laughs> Season one, episode five of Dance Moms, I remember you. I remember you. Yeah. You're the one that made all the kids sing when they weren't supposed to. We'll get, yeah. we'll see it. We'll, we'll get yeah. there. But, yeah, ends with a Christy fight, not really leaving off on a good note, but we'll see what happens next week. I guess it'd be like that sometimes. 80s, would 80s. Well, I think, if I remember correctly, the resolution from that episode starts the next episode okay i think so we'll see but again this all aired in the period of time where tv aired with a week in between so true you had to wait a week to find out what was gonna happen that's not okay 11 year old me was stressed all week this well imagine not even seeing the end of the episode true (laughs) well i also think like honestly after watching this nothing seems scarier to me than Abby waving a wine bottle at you. You're right. Because that's what she does to Christine. That was in my nightmares. Was she right? Yes. Yes. Was it still terrifying? Yes. That never happened on the show. They never broke a bottle on someone's head, like, in anger. I feel like that's something that should have happened. (laughs) I think that's good. (laughs) Kind of wish it happened. I mean, they throw water at each other. If it was going to happen, it would have happened in New Orleans. I guess, we'll that, I guess that fight was big enough without broken glass everywhere. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you back here next week. Yep.